We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The sound of the final buzzer means it's hangover time. So grab a drink and join your host, Alphonse Sidney, for a Miami Heat Beat post-game show. Heat win! Heat win! What a dump of a city, man. Oh my god, those people are excited. <laughs> RJ Barrett in the half. Did you see what happened when he had a real defender on him? Did you see what happened when Bam took up his assignment? Did you see because he wasn't picking on little old Gabe Vincent? Did you see what happened when an all-NBA defensive player of the year defender was on him? Nothing! 50-point loss! The Knicks fans were like, can you talk about us more? Please, ESPN, talk about us more! You're goddamn garbage franchise is on television on a Friday night, and you think that you deserve more than that? I don't want to lose your eyesore. I had to watch the worst dunk contest on Earth, in part because your awful Obi Toppin was in it. And you want us to watch more? You want us to consume more of that? Of course not, because your team's a dump. You are fighting for the 13th seed with the Indiana Pacers, who are garbage, who have never won a thing in their future lives. That is what you are doing. You are a nothing irrelevant franchise, and you will be for the rest of time. Do you know why? Because you're run by incompetent morons. We have Pat fucking Riley. We have Mickey Harrison, who's the goddamn best owner in American sports. We are. We have Jimmy Butler. You have Julius Randle, who went like two for a million because he stinks. And you gave him a million-year contract that you can't get rid of him. Riley got rid of Dion Waiters and James Johnson with the fucking flap of a hand because he's good at his job. That's why the Heat win. That's why the Heat win titles. You know, we don't throw confetti because we win one game in the first round. We throw confetti because we win championships and we ride a fucking parade down one of the most beautiful streets in America because we're winners, because we hang banners. We have trophies in the 21st century when television has color because we are a real fucking franchise. Take me out, Brass. <laughs> man. Do you got anything left, G? <laughs> oh, I, have a whole, I have a whole show, man. <laughs> Fuck them. I hate them. They suck. I hate man. them. They're so annoying. Kemba's the answer, though. It's cool. He's oh, gonna I, like where was he? Where, Kenny, I didn't <laughs> Kenny, I check checking the box score. 
<laughs> I can't. Did you? Did he play today? Maybe because he's really short. I didn't see him. <laughs> I can't see the D- DMP mutual agreement not to play. Oh, that's interesting. I've never seen that. Yeah, pretty hmm. wild, man. Very interesting. Hmm. Very, interesting. very interesting. Very interesting. Well, Brass, listen, we have a full panel here. It's Friday night. Let's find full out what panel. the fuck everyone's drinking. All right. Shout out to Sean Lati for the tier one sub. We appreciate that. Cal AU, subscribe with Prime. And even before the show, Italian Tommy 305, subscribe with Prime. And Eric the Great, subscribed at tier two. They've been subscribed for 17 months. Can we give a round of applause for Eric the Great? Truly one of the OGs of, of, uh, of this incarnation of Miami Heat Beat. And if you have Amazon Prime, you are eligible for a free subscription. That means no commercials and you have access to all our great emotes. So the link to that is in chat. If you are on YouTube watching, make sure to tune in to this show live on twitch.tv slash Miami Heat Beat. We're on before every game with the Weird Off pregame show and Hangover Time. This is postgame uh, on our Twitch page. Can you answer this question? At his absolute peak, was Julius Randle ever better than Omer Yurtseven? Of course not. Did Omer Yurtseven go two for 15? No. <laughs> I, would you rather have? I'd rather have Vert Seven. I'm not even gonna lie; he's the future. Fur for front court partner for Bam. Genuinely, I'd rather have him. <laughs> I think Gary plays a big part in the future. I'm being serious. I do too. A lot of Heat Twitter would rather have him than Bam too. It's a different conversation. <laughs> uh, get out of here. Yeah. Let's not even talk to them. All right, Siobhan, yeah. uh What what do you what do you drink in this fine fine Friday evening? I have some. 1792 here. What's oh, the good stuff? It is in my in my small little, little snifter. Yeah, that's it. It's my Very nice. And various fluids and <clears throat> coconut water, vitamin water. Mr. Super Producer, Brass Jazz. Uh, tonight I made myself a uh, in honor of Black History Month. I made myself and then and the Knicks uh, a Black Manhattan. I thought this was gonna go somewhere which else. Is, which is rye, <laughs> which is some rye whiskey, Amaro Averna, and uh, Angostura bitters and orange bitters. Press one in chat if you were thinking what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Smandy Smellisberg, uh, gifted a tier one sub to the community, and Brian M, our shadow Brian. producer, just gifted 10 tier one subs, hey, and, uh, and Smandy Smellisberg just gifted another one, so shout out to the community hey, on big wins. It's growing. This, this is what we got. Brass, you want you want to hit us one time? Hit him one time with a <laughs> bing bong. Fuck your life. Bing bong. You know what Danny, what are you drinking? <laughs> um, I'm drinking a rum and coke. Um, quick eulogy to baby bottle, but I am gonna get another one tomorrow. I'm sorry. I like them, man. But tonight, rum and coke. My player of the game. I'm going with Jimmy. He changed the game with I'll explain that later because the chat be saying I talk too much, and I do, but I also be drunk, so it makes sense. But player of the game off those little Jimmy bottles. <laughs> yeah, player of the game, Jimmy Butler. And also, I just want to add, Julius Randle fucking stinks. Take me out, Bryce. Stinks. Uh, Not good. I'm, Not good. He is, man. Not good. 
I'm doing my new favorite thing, which is tequila with this uh, Fever Tree grapefruit fizzy thing. It's great. It's like 30 mm -hmm. calories. I just put two shots of tequila in it and I drink yes. it. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Love it. My player of the game is actually surprisingly RJ Barrett for the content. I mean, listen, he's a content <laughs> machine for us. I, I mean, he provides us with more content than some Heat players. I'm not going to lie. Oh, so shout out to RJ for despite stinking it up for a garbage franchise for truly just being a content machine for us. So thanks, RJ. Yeah, props to RJ. Um, I mean, yeah, we've we've had some some uh, incredible <laughs> moments. We had a lot of people adding us today uh, saying that he yeah. he's he's seen our black and time thing. So, I mean, yeah, just some of this. Some of the shit. We've had some fun, man. Do you have the one? That one is a great one. That's the best one, I think. I, I, I do love this one, man. That one's no, no. Jesus Christ. No, but Brass, keep it there. The one that makes it is the guy in the front. Can you put that back up? The guy in the very front. And that's the guy in the in that Nick video, the one from the the, the after they won against the Celtics, when he's like, "KD, don't you regret not coming to the Knicks?" That guy's my favorite. Yeah, that's my display name right now. Jesus, Mero, and him are the only three Nick fans on earth that I like. Yeah, come on, come on, Hangover time. Stephen is. Oh, come on! Don't do that to Adam. Oh, shit. All right. Well, you know, we did have a basketball game today. Uh, Siobhan, you know, Jimmy looked like he had a little too much fun at the Bahamas. You know, slow start for them. Uh, we were talking a little pregame, like right before we started, rather. Um, you know, we kind of were talking like it's kind of a weird game. It felt like they sleptwalked through most of that game, and they still won by 15. I kind of think that's a good sign more than anything that, you know, they can go into – not that they should build bad habits, but that they could go into an opponent's building, really not give their best effort or play their best game and come out, you know, with a 15-point win. Well, with respect to your entire opening rant, right, let's keep in perspective who this team was that we just went in and were able to do that with. Not that they won't be able to do that should they need to summon that, um, <clears throat> you know, that ability – uh, in the in the coming future or whatever, but like you said, it, the, the 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 fear is in building bad habits and, and getting comfortable um, doing things that um, you know may not ultimately lead you to where you want to be or, or or just you know not not being sharp or not being you know locked in. I think they had a slow start, like you said, Jimmy had a slow start. Um, I think the lineups are still trying to figure themselves out. Um, I've had some ideas and some feelings on some things that I, I'd like to see. And I think some things that look good. Um, but yeah, um, the fact that I guess you could say that it, it felt like they, they slept walk to a, a 50 point win is, is a good thing. Um, but I don't want them to get comfortable um, at all with, with that notion. Um, they need to go out, they need to compete. Um, they need to get back and not get back. It's the very first game off a of break. You know, I understand. I understand. <laughs> but uh Get back to, you know, professional wins. Shitty teams, blow them out. Competitive teams, you know, tighten up your tie, stiffen your shoulders, and, and, you know, go handle business. And so tonight they got off to a, you know, like I said, a slow start, came around, uh, won convincingly. Uh, we'll see what they look like tomorrow. So, Listen, and sometimes players get really hot. 
You know, I mean, players yeah. have these games, um, and sometimes they're just kind of they can be unstoppable. But you it know, there's a wave, there's a juice that you can you just kind of catch, and you just kind of there. Right, but like you know, if if that didn't happen, I mean, it just so I I just, yeah. I mean, we we would see this happen with Mello sometimes, right? Yeah. I mean, Mello would sometimes go off, but then we'd still we'd still end up you know whooping the rest of the team as a whole. So I'm not I'm not taking too much from it. Um, it, it was it was a it was an annoying game, uh, but it you know we 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 made it through. Um, I know it's a week off for just about everybody, so. I mean, it is what it is. Um, and on the plus side, we have a back-to-back. We play the Spurs tomorrow, but they just went double overtime against uh, the Wizards tonight, I think. Yes. And so, yeah, they I think like they ended up putting up 157, I think. Like 140. I mean, whatever. Jesus it was Christ. wild. So, so that's good. So that's good. So they're going to be playing a, a pretty worn-down team that wasn't that isn't good at full strength this year. So they really have no excuse tomorrow night. Is that game in Miami? Nuts. One fifty-seven, one fifty-three. Is that game in Miami? I think it's in Miami, right? It is. I think they come back. Yeah. So Spurs are going to be Ooh, you know, two home Miami. games in a row, man. Look at that. That's I sweet. Mean, let's let's talk about let's talk about that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's go Heat Chance loud and live in the garden. That's some shit you see at Nets games. Kenny, I know you love it. That's some shit you see in gentrified Brooklyn where all the hipsters have taken over uh, that that neighborhood. And now it's it's seeped into MSG where these, you know, people have framed Nick fans as the heart and soul of New York City, which you can't be heart and soul of New York City to get into that fucking building. It's so fucking expensive. Uh, right, and they're all Heat fans now. And so that's like Chef's kiss because, like, half of New York moved down to South Florida because they want to get rid of the cold and the rats and all that other stuff. I don't feel like getting into. <laughs> but and so they pack Heat games and they had the little bullshit cheers and they always oh we took over the arena. You didn't. And so now we're hearing let's go Heat chants loud as hell in the garden twice. The Knicks get cooked in the garden once again. That's what they're known for. They haven't they, they won a last championship and listen to some brand new OJs. I'm not trying to hear shit from them. <laughs> We're good. He didn't whatever. I'm kind of drunk already. But the point is we love, we love it. Love it. Yeah. But the point is, Heat fans took the garden over and it's gonna stay that way. Yeah, poor Spike Lee. Oh, fuck you like. Bing bang. <laughs> oh, look who we got here. 
live on the scene. <laughs> Not his clutch. Uh, am I coming in clear? You coming sure in? are. Am coming I coming in clear? In clear? Oh, my hair, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. <laughs> What's it like riding Jimmy Butler's train? He owns the city. Him and Bam. All I know is, I don't know what the hell I just watched. Big <laughs> fans leaving early. Spike Lee had his head in his hands. And Julius Randle <laughs> can't dribble right. That's right. Is he left handed? Piff, That's chat saying that you have a better connection than Kenny from a subway. <laughs> Damn, bing bong. <laughs> She would have done this from the garden, but uh, but Dolan can't afford uh, any Wi-Fi over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out here. I'm, I'm, that's right. I took the train. Think I'm taking my car in there? Come out with no wheels. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Tiff, what'd you make of the Let's Go Heat chants? How loud were they? Oh, they were loud to the point where Heat fans, uh, Nick fans, started leaving. Yeah, leaving. Left? They left early. They left early. Real early. All right, I know quarter. is. I'm gonna tell y'all this though. Woo wee! Somebody emancipated R.J. Barrett <laughs> <laughs> because that kid was in his bag tonight. I mean, it was one on five, but he was in his bag. I'm gonna give him a little props. I gave him a little sweet, but the garden is a shithole. <laughs> My seat was. Sticky. <laughs> My water bottle looked cheap. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on in that place. James James Dolan must be collecting benefits because that shit looked horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. I ain't get a, I ain't get to have a drink. I had to watch that shit sober. <laughs> so you tell me who winning? Who winning? <laughs> Not shout me. Out, shout out to Tiff in the N95. You know, you know being, being good Samaritan, getting getting good quality masks. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's hard. They're hard to find. Yes, Listen, I'm on the show. I'm on no, the show no. now. Let's let keep keep it going. Keep it going. Okay, I'm here. so I'm here. so okay, so so we, we were talking about brass at this brass's computer was bugging, so he's coming back in a second. Um, we you know we were talking Kenny. We were, we were talking about the the the, the chance. They, you know, and, and and let's let's talk about kind of the shift and where the Knicks were and where they are compared to, compared to the Heat. Because I, I do find that interesting, and I do think the two franchises are super intertwined, right? So, you know, obviously they have their, their rivalry in the 90s. Um, and I, I think Brass is somebody who could speak to this pretty well, too. You know, they, they, the, Heat and the, the Heat and the Knicks had the rivalry in the 90s. And, and pretty much since then, the Heat have dominated the league. The Knicks have not done anything since. And it's truly a testament to... Riley got here from that franchise and completely flipped this this city around truly to a basketball town. You know, sure. as much as football people want to say, the Dolphins haven't been good. The Dolphins literally have not won a playoff game since Dwayne Wade walked through that building. And the Canes haven't done anything either, right, since, since that time. So, Brass, it's pretty remarkable how, like, the two franchises from that point where they were on top of the league went completely different directions. Yeah. Um, well, and I think that's one thing that I love so much about Riley. And I think like th this organization, 
I mean, they were around. They were established before Riley got there, obviously. But like, but since then, Riley left New York in such an angry, petty kind of way, and and then he built the culture of the Miami Heat based off of that pettiness, right? <laughs> so I think I think that's why it's like just it's like in my fucking veins, just the 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 anger and hatred for other teams, disdain from for for other organizations. I think that's really based off of Pat Riley because he did it and succeeded unbelievably well at that. And if you talk to most Knicks fans, they will tell you that if Pat Riley stuck around, they know they would have won rings. They know it. And they know it's because Pat left that they didn't. And that's fucking beautiful. I love that. I love hearing that every time. It excites me every single time a Knicks fan tells me that. So, yeah, it's it's totally remarkable. Um, yeah. I, it just ever, ever since those days, I mean, they really they they have just they have flourished when the the Knicks have floundered and even in even in the heats down years they never they rarely got that down yeah. right they rarely got that down and the Knicks you look at the, that Lynn Sanity run how many games did that last <laughs> 15 like, did it even last that many like I mean it, it was not yeah it was it lasted it was, however long Norris Cole and Chalmers it was like nothing it was a flash in the pan and they still talk about those days they still cherish those days like were those ever were, the, were those really much better than the fucking Dion Waiters game winners if we're really being honest no nah, we not really 11 teams were actually scared of us right so I mean our 30 and 11 which which half of our fans look back at and they're kind of pissed off at the organization for winning those games so you know whereas like Lynn Sandy they all embrace it and they love it they're all oh yeah man wasn't that amazing yeah it's like yeah oh yeah it was fucking hilarious when it all completely fell apart and you have been <laughs> irrelevant ever since it's a fucking rap New York when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Rats to that point about like about it being a lot of the Pat effect, right? For that fan to say like we know that if Pat would have stayed around, we would have won rings. That's just like they haven't not had talent walk through their doors. They didn't like you know we say what we want about Melo, make the jokes or whatever. They Melo's talented. Um, the uh, just all this team now is talented. Like all of the people, like they've had enough to not look the way that they look. My like, E Reed started the broadcast. <laughs> I love the way that his his shade has matured this season. Like it's, it's it's just so smooth and so calm. Like it really almost feels like he doesn't know that he's being shady, and that is the best type. Of thing. <laughs> he's having a career year. He's and truly like in the seventy-six year of the the Knicks, they have three such and such. I forget what it was, and then they like put a shot up to the banners and was like, "Yep, the banners." Are so great. Like, it, but it, I forget what he said verbatim, but it was fucking beautiful. And it's just like, yeah, like, uh, you had talent, but, like, really, it, to speak of, like, organizationally, how things are run from, like, a top-down perspective, um, which shit like this, like, actually matters. Well, and, and, and do not discount what G said before. Mickey Arison is one of the better owners in yeah. the league. Yep. And, and that is really 
it's 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 really the bigger problem. The collective like <laughs> nucleus of the front office. I want I want James Dolan to stick around forever. Oh, forever, um, forever, please. Because I, I if if he leaves, it's gonna be like oh man, god damn it. Now now they'll start to like kind of yeah. be on the upswing, you know. But uh, I mean, he's awful. Jim Dolan is fucking <laughs> terrible, and he knows he's terrible, and he still doesn't care. And also, you look at like they've had moments. Where where they could have where they think as an organization oh okay we are finally we have reached another stepping point to to greatness and oh we got Phil Jackson and Phil we trust they're saying and Phil we trust Phil Jackson didn't do that. shit and the only thing that Phil Jackson did <laughs> with any success was getting Porzingis and then even in the end Phil kind of fucked that up and then and then and then racism shipped him out and then he had the whole racism it's oh my god literally all phil had you know how terrible of an organization you have to be to ruin phil jackson's reputation right i mean just not not anyone just listen phil jackson phil jackson is an all-time great coach Right. I mean, he's even though he did kind of go into two situations with an OK squad, you know, but still, he, you know, he, he, he did. He's he's done amazing things. Right. But like just because you can do good in one aspect of the NBA does not mean just because you're a good coach does not mean you're going to be good uh, in, in the operations of a team. Yep. It just it doesn't translate that way. Not it really always, doesn't. Most more time it doesn't like more often than not, it doesn't. Yeah. Right. Unless oh, Pat Riley. Ooh, by the way, un- one of the few so, exceptions, yeah. yeah. So, a real underrated, petty yeah, Pat Roddy move towards the Knicks. Remember, Brad, he turned Anthony Mason into an all-star. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that pettiness. I love Lance Sanity ending in Miami. And I'm not sure what Jamie Lynn's doing with his life right now. He probably works at Best Buy or some shit. But shout out to him. Again, he had some injuries, you know, and it's not even it's yeah. not even like shade on 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 Jeremy Lin because he went through some shit. And listen, players in the NBA are also fucking some racist ass players that he's please play with. So he's oh, yeah. been through some yeah. shit. So I don't I don't want to I don't necessarily want to want to make this about like you know I'm not like anti Jeremy Lin. However, it's just like when a I'm player happiness when a player when a player heats up like that, yeah. and then and they just they tend to flame out very quickly. Yeah. I just think mm-hmm. it's. I've said it many times, and I still am astounded at. I don't know if there has been a combo of coach of the year and most improved player of the year that have taken oh turns, God. simultaneous turns, the next season, like Tibbs and Julius Randle. It's pretty sad. Listen, what you got? What you got I, I, I'm gonna tell y'all from looking up close. Julius Randle is their biggest problem. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah. I watched him walk down the court. I watched him give up on plays. I didn't realize he didn't know how to go. He he doesn't know how to go right. He literally will not go right to the basket. He won't use the right hand. He won't do any of it. He is their biggest problem. He doesn't recognize mismatches. He doesn't realize that if Gabe is guarding you, get in the post, not the middle of the lane, yeah. No one posts up in the middle of the lane. Like, who the hell you think you are, Kareem? No, you're not. Get in the post. Get on the low block. Like, he just doesn't have basic ball awareness. So, to me, he's their biggest problem. And I think their unwillingness to build yeah. from the ground up is what keeps kicking them in the ass. 
like yeah. they threw all that money at Randall without actually evaluating the entire team. Because if you evaluate the entire team, you know, no shade, even though, you know, RJ looked like he wrote the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> he's the best player. Yeah. He is. And that's why that's probably why he, Julius is so disappointing because he looks like he mm -hmm. should be able to do these things. Yes. And like the, he has the he has the tools, the 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 makeup, and yet like like you said, bad basketball IQ, bad so, like motor, just yeah. just the whole thing. The thing I want to say about Julius Randle though is same thing he did last year. He had done before on a contract year, and the Knicks just fell for it for whatever reason. Like we've seen the difference with Julius Randle. And I don't really so first of all, he was shooting out of his mind last year. I don't know how that happened, but there's that one clip Nick fans always show to like he's hustling back on defense when he really didn't oh, yeah. even have to. And it's like, oh, we miss him so much. Like, nah, he was trying to get paid. I respect it, but the Knicks didn't have to do all that. It was a lot there's a lot of factors. And a lot of it, yeah. like you you know, the 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 Knicks had like fucking how many they had like a year off pretty much. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean they they had they had a very extended break because they weren't in the bubble. They were bad enough, so they weren't even they they had no bubble. And then they so yeah, it wasn't a year, but you know, it was it was a long time. Um and then also a lot of people talk about the the it is it is the money thing as well, yeah. but then a lot of people talk about the New York media and like the 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 coverage of it and oh, they yes. will eat players alive. They really will. Um, they'll praise you when you're up and they'll trash you when you're down. But I think it's even more than that because it's not just the New York media, it's the national media. Because whenever a Knicks player, if they wipe their ass perfectly, they're gonna get a headline. Oh, and they're yeah. gonna they're gonna they're gonna boost them up. And it's hard. I think it's it's we talk about the emotional toll on players and like how they're how they're covered and how people talk about them and the ups and downs mentally. I think that takes a toll. I think when you're told you're the most improved player in the league and you come out and then, you know, he had a really good year last year. Like, I'm not even going to, I'm not, sh I'm, I'm not even going to shit yeah. on it at all. He had a really, really solid year. And then, um, but I think we were praising that. We were, we were acknowledging that, but then saying, well, whoa, 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 like players can have good years. But then when you come out and then, uh, and you don't have that extended rest and then the team didn't get any better. You know, the team, they they were talking about all these fixes and like Kemba didn't fix shit. You know, it just, they, it was just, it was not good. The situation is not good. And he looks defeated up there. He looks absolutely defeated. He could still do some good games every now and then. But like, you're right, Tiff. He's out there moping. He's out there moping. He's like Hassan Whiteside without a sense of humor out there. <laughs> he just looks, he just looks miserable. And he doesn't have those kind of joyful moments. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Right, and to your point, I, I don't know if you guys saw it because I don't know if it was a, a break or what, but there was a point in the game, he turned and started yelling at fans on the side. Wouldn't like be his first time. I want to get into that. He started pointing and was yelling that. at fans. So that's a big deal. All of that plays into the Pete psyche. Lifer. And he is showing that he just can't handle 
mentally he can't handle the load of being that guy. So let's so. let's switch gears from the Knicks a little well, bit. Oh, well, he can, ahead, Kenny wanted to make a point real quick. Kenny, so I do want to say one. Yeah. I do want to say one last thing about that, right? And so while it is fair to criticize Julius because he should be mentally stronger than that. The fans and the media also kind of have to blame themselves for the Knicks because the way the the way the league runs now, players bring teams to players bring other players to the team. So why would Julius Randle ever say, "Hey, I played AAU with this other star player. I'm gonna try to bring him over here. I'm friends with this guy. I'm gonna bring him over here." I mean, you're making him feel like shit there, and you was just loving him last year. He's not doing that to his friends. He looks smelly. Would you want to be friends with him? <laughs> I ain't trying to the people that smell. Kidding but, me. But that's 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 the point. Like he's not bringing anybody over there to help the team now, and so the fans and the media just ruined that for if they want the Knicks to get better. So, well, so I mean, also, really, also, you know. also, you're talking about a team that 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 uh, publicly made it known that all the players were movable, that that no, that yeah, no one's job idiots. was safe, and they didn't make a single move, not a, not a single trade. Such idiots. So the biggest difference between Miami and New York is every team makes mistakes. No team is perfect and no team signs every contract right. And everybody, everyone falls for the sauce, right? Riley fell for the Dion JJ. We all, everyone, everyone has moments. It's, you know, can you maneuver your way out of unfavorable situations to put yourself in a winning position? Do you have a pedigree that people want to be with you and respect you as an organization. And I think that's a big, I mean, that's one of the biggest differences between the Knicks because players want to be here. Good players want to be here. Jimmy wanted to be here, right? Good players want to be here. And the organization is able to get off of their mistake contracts easily. And Mm -hmm. because partly because they use their undrafted market really well, they hit on a lot of their draft picks, post LeBron. They have been really good at helping talent develop here. So they're not up against the gun with they're married to this draft pick, right? Because a lot of teams won't trade Winslow because, you know, a certain regime might be stuck to that draft pick. And that happens a lot, right? So you draft the guy and that's your guy and you better hope and pray that that guy works out because if he doesn't, then you're fired, right? And because the Heat have stability and all that stuff, they are free to make moves. And because they have so many incoming young players that they're able to kind of do things and and get off things that they don't want to get off, you know, pretty easily. So... You know, I think that's I think we've given uh, that awful franchise enough talk for the night. We do have a couple things, uh, Siobhan, that I thought were interesting tonight. So, you know, Gabe Vincent has, again, not a great shooting night. And I thought the fan base was a little bit unfair to him tonight. You know, they won the game. And I thought he's been a much and you pointed out he's a much improved playmaker. He competes on defense. You know, I, I think he had a little bit of slippage before also a break tonight. None of that. Um what do you think there? Because I, I think the fan base is being totally unfair to him because he's had a couple rough nights. The, let him let him work through his first rough stretch. I think so too. I, so at the start of the season or what have you, you know, he was a uh, you know defensive specialist, right? Um, fans were upset he wasn't shooting well. He got off to uh, that one game. He hit the three. He kicked his foot out. The three went in, but they called it off. They called it offensive, and from there. He, he kind of took off shooting. Um, and you're absolutely right. There had been a stretch. like So his defense was here. Offense was here. Brought his offense up a bit. There was a point where his defense slipped a bit. He um, he was he had a lot of undisciplined closeouts, uh, really bad, uh, uh, lazy defensive feet, um, not taking good angles with guys, uh, like bumping at the wrong times and, and like losing leverage. Um, and I think uh, tonight and over the last couple of games, too, I've noticed – um, I feel like his defensive principles are back. He he looks he's more stout. 
He's um, a little less jumpy, um, a bit just more, a bit more grounded, a bit more present. Um, and it just feels for me, at least, I'm kind of back in the defensive air that he was. And, and, and yeah, he's um, currently in a, a rough shooting stretch. Um, and I do think fans are being unfair, but that's the nature of fans. You know, people wanted to be to be gone with him and be done with him uh, oh, uh, forever ago. Um, and so I'm not surprised. Um, I ask, I don't even care that y'all give him grace or not. I, I don't care. And I know that he doesn't care. Um, but like, like, it doesn't make sense to be this, this undulating with your opinions yeah. and like using your, your feels of, of these dudes. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot that people, you know, can't actually imagine and that he'll be fine. Um, I think he'll come out of this little stretch. Um, he hit two tonight, I think, or maybe one on yeah, his playmaking, uh, just just his touch with his passes, um, his decisions when he gets in the lanes, he's actively manipulating defensive coverages now. Whereas before he was um, more passively but accurately reading them, now he's actually um, anticipating and, and kind of making uh, defensive pawns move the way that he wants. And he's had great chemistry with his big men. Um, I think a lot of the the stuff that that fans have been giving him is. Um, a bit undeserved, but I'm not surprised. He was two for five tonight and a plus 21. I thought it was kind of weird that the fan base was doing that. Yeah. But Sabon, it's kind of like Duncan. You know what I mean? Like the fan base, you know, Duncan has a bad stretch and everyone just gets mad at him. You know? We're but not going to do that. I don't know. I, I know what you're doing, but I'm, I'm not, not doing anything. I'm just no, saying no, that. No, like, no, no. I'm not saying that. You, I literally, I know the, I know what you're getting at in comparison, not that you're trying to like do anything, but I, don't even want to do that, but I get what you We also got to stop like lumping Duncan and Gabe into the same pot. That's what I'm yeah. trying to the say. The expectations are totally different Thank you. That's from, what from, from what they should be. Like realistically, what you expect from Duncan, you shouldn't be expecting from somebody that's coming off your bench. Like that's just the reality of it. And it's like, Emotions are going to swing like a pendulum and, you know, people are going to be mad at Gabe for, for no reason because literally, I don't care if he scores nothing. As long as he plays defense and plays hard, that's what he's there for. He's not, he's literally, he's not there to be giving you 20 points. So yeah. nobody should be complaining about his point production at all because realistically, you got like six other dudes that are supposed to be scoring for you. For real, for real. Yeah. So that's that's how I look at it. Oh, and as far yeah, as, it's, it's, as, far it's, as it's, Duncan goes, he had a bad game. Yeah. Let's not terrible. sugarcoat it. Let's bad. not no, call bad, it bad, anything bad, else. He had a really bad game. And the reality is they can't afford bad games right now. The starters need to start pulling it together and not all of a sudden having mental breakdowns against like R.J. Barrett and the Barretts. Like yeah. they shouldn't be doing that. There was but, a... Go ahead, Shai. Go ahead, Shai. No, 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 no. I'm on the train. You go ahead. <laughs> yeah, point. There was a, I'll be quick. There was a little floater post. I don't know if it's accurate or not about them aiming to uh, be bringing their people that's been out back within like the first couple weeks of March. And and I, I really feel like Keith, Vic, it, it's, you know, like we can say names. We can be real. Like these are the people we're talking about. I'm tired of people in the YouTube comments. Oh, we're talking about Vic. He hasn't been here since. Stop. Come on. Like he's right there. Um, But yeah, like they're like looking to bring those dudes back, you know, first couple of weeks of March or whatever. And so this is absolutely the time for the 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 starting five to be coalescing and mm -hmm. like sticking together and figuring it out more 
so that they can they the two of them could be ready for all they all we know now but the first five isn't gelling right so you can't like bring in another really big cog until you know they kind of so i i was i'm fully with you yeah so and like, i mean i didn't ahead, mean to off too well, I wasn't going to say much. Like, the moral of the story is games well, – this team looking to win a championship. So, the season's 82 games, plus they're looking to win 16 more. So, like Siobhan was saying, we can't just live and die by um, small sample sizes. Game two, four, six, whatever it is. Gabe is in a little offensive slump. He'll be fine. Two for five today is not bad. You're very good. It's 40% for three. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was like thirty-three from the field overall. But I mean, what matters to me is, you yeah. know, what are you shooting from three? Are you playing defense? Are you doing the little things like playmaking and stuff like that? Which, you know, they do. And and, and like you know, Duncan had a bad game, but I, I think early in that, I don't, you guys remember that that two-man game he had with Bam, where yes. it was like pitch screen handoff, you know, trap slip pass. That's where he's great. Right. Mm-hmm. And like that pass and the Bam, you know, Bam was doing that with the intention of scoring, which I think is a, a, a good kind of shift for him as well. He was going at guys' chest tonight in space. I thought that was really promising, too. And listen, guys, you know, we're first place in the Eastern Conference again today. Yeah. You know, the, and I said this uh, in pregame, the models, uh, I think I don't remember if it's 538 or who models have the heat getting the one seat at like 60 percent. They're like the, the overwhelming favorite. To finish the East with the one seed, Chicago's schedule is brutal. They have like Sixers, Bucks, Heat, like back to back to back, and then like Cleveland as their like rest game, and then they're right back playing. Uh, I think the Suns, right? So their schedule is absolutely fucking brutal. Milwaukee has the hardest schedule by record left in the league, and they're the fifth seed, right? Brooklyn has a shit ton to figure out, and Philly, you know, they look pretty good tonight, but they're still incorporating a lot of pieces. And when things get rough, when you have a lot of new pieces, that's going to take a second to gel. So. Miami's in a great spot right now. They have the most home games left. They won six games on the road in a row. That is the most since the big three era. That's insane. That's wild. That's wild. They have been exceptional all year. And no team is perfect because they're far from it. But it's just hard to not watch them on a night-to-night basis and not think that this team is like poised to either win a title or knock on the door. They go into they go into teams that they go into teams with half-hearted efforts and they come out winning. They go into the best team's gym and they run them out of it. Phoenix, Brooklyn, you know, Utah. You know, the list goes Chicago. The list goes on and on. They've had so many impressive road wins for a team that's so dominant at home. I think they have like the third or fourth best home record in the entire NBA. They are going to have a home playoff seed, it looks like. They might even have the number one overall seed in the Eastern Conference with their dominant road record and with just a slew of impressive home wins. Kenny, dude, Mm -hmm. they have been... I mean, better than I think any of us could have thought. And I thought all of us thought that they would be really good. Yeah, I've been saying since preseason, this is a championship team. And I understand they do have the flaws. The half-court offense, all the numbers say the half-court offense is not as bad as I thought it was. No, it's not. And they haven't even uh, been healthy, Kenny. Yeah, and so they have their flaws. They have their questions. Switching teams bother them. I'm sure Eric Sports can figure that out, though. But the thing to keep in mind and why I've been saying they're a championship team, what you really need for a championship is defenders all over the place, and you need multiple options to score. And so the good thing, like to go back a little earlier, they're not living and dying by Duncan's threes anymore. 
So they go to – and when he's not hitting, okay, we're going to Jimmy now. We may go to Bam now. Bring Tyler off the bench and see what he can do. And so they have the options too. And so let's say they – let's say Jimmy is having a bad game. Now Bam knows he's able to get in there, get his points, get to the line. He had a D-Wade pump fake into a foul today, fucking chef's kiss. This he had is, also a, a D-Wade pump fake into an offensive foul. That's true too. But I'm going to give him credit. I'm going to start off giving him credit. And so this is a championship caliber team. Now, it's going to depend on the bracket they get, but I also don't think they should be scared of anybody. I want to pause for a second. Slumpin' Slobinson, bro, we barely beat the Knicks. They fucking won by 15 on the road and they sleep on Shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of here. I can't look at that without seeing that my name. Put that back up. All I see is my name. No, no, that's, that's, that's Duncan Robinson. That's all. I just see Siobhan. I don't see Siobhan. Well, no, what do you see it, it, Well, I mean, that's kind of how they spell it in YouTube comments. All the letters are right there. That's yes, how they spell her name in YouTube comments. I, I read so. Slumpin, Duncan, Slobinson, Robinson. I know. It's just they look the same. I swear I thought yeah. it was Siobhan's name at first. And also, yeah, I'm that's not... the only one I got because the, the fucking Andy, the, the Andy Ellisberg one, I never get. I can't read that. It's like my brain just doesn't <laughs> click for Schmel. Are you still here? Yeah. Schmandy Schmelzberg. It's like it's hard for me to read. Schmeed the small like I got. And I also want... a, a Schmiffany Schmeeks. I also want to say like, I, another another thing um, that I, I think we should mention to show that that this was kind of a rusty game for us, like we need to get back in the swing of things, was the free throw shooting. Now, I don't oh, want to sit yeah. here and like blame. I, I, I don't want to be that guy to like blame shit on free throws, but it was unusually bad tonight. We have been a very good free throw uh, free throw shooting team this year, and we shot 74% tonight. Like we missed nine. The, I mean, on a trip, it was unusual. It was unusual. So I, I'm just pumped the brakes. Like, yeah, we beat the Knicks, but we also beat the Knicks when someone went fucking supernova. So fucking you pump the fucking brakes. All right. Like, and, oh, but, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> just Jared says, how long is Tip Subway, right? <laughs> My uh, business, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, um. Let me just say something that I was never going to say all year because I don't want to I don't want G to be uh, feeling himself. Oh, but I saw something tonight that has made me change my way of thinking about this team and how far they're going to go, because I saw something tonight that I did not expect to see. I saw buns. Look over at Jimmy and say, you ain't shooting, I'm shooting. Yeah. Mm. That right there, that's how you're going to win your cha- championship. Yeah. Because somebody has to say, you're not doing it, I'm doing it. And he was jacking the hell out the shots. He was coming down. I don't know if he was crossing over or if it was just slow-mo because he old. <laughs> but he was doing things. And, G, I'm going to give you some credit. That's as far as the credit goes. <laughs> no, keep, keep, keep going. Keep going. I like this. I like this. I like this. 